now, time for seafood news. Hello, seafood friends. You're listening to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. This episode of the Seafood News Podcast is brought to you by Erna Berry's new Insights Offering. This largely digital offering will allow subscribers to read, watch, and listen to impactful market content in a new way like never before. Through Insights, Erna Berry's expert editorial team, market reporters, analysts, and curated guests, contributors will be generating unique content for the protein industry. Be on the lookout for themed launches throughout the year. This week, we're welcoming Coast Beacon President Singh Fan and VP of Sales and Operations Richard Benavides to the podcast. For those unfamiliar with Coast Beacon, they're the, one of the top suppliers of premium, sustainable, and innovative seafood products to wholesalers and distributors in the U.S. Since 2008, they've consistently supplied the market with the largest amount of BAP and ASC-certified Pangasius, and they also offer value-added products such as frozen, ready-to-cook, smart snacks, and the world's best ASC-certified marine collagen. They also partner with global and national supply chain operators to provide the best service in logistics which is why we have them on the podcast today. That's right. We spoke with Singh and Richard about some of the logistical issues that not only Coast Beacon has faced this year, but the industry as a whole. Let's take a listen. First off, welcome to the CP News podcast. We're happy to have you join us today. This podcast is part of Erna Berry's new insights page, and there is a special April spotlight dedicated to the biggest supply chain issues the industry is currently facing. And Richard, you seem like the perfect person to have on. You have a slight background in logistics, if I'm correct. <laughs> Just uh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're currently working with the National Fisheries Institute's logistics team, and you have a background in logistics that spans over 36 years. Yes, it's been uh, quite amazing. Certainly enjoyed that. <laughs> Different industries as well. And uh, of course, who better to join you than uh, Singh Fan, the president of Coast Beacon, so let's dive right into it. There have been many challenges brought on by the coronavirus that companies have had to overcome this year. All right, uh, Richard, can you tell us about some of the biggest logistical challenges that Coast Beacon has faced? Yes, this has been a very uh, challenging year, needless to say. Uh, the first part of the, the, the pandemic was how do we ramp down uh, as many of our customers uh, were canceling or postponing orders. Now the challenge is today is what we refer to as a snap back. So we have pent up demand that now is slingshotting faster uh, at a faster rate than any of us had expected. So we're seeing our customers ordering uh, up to 125% of their norm and bringing it in very quickly uh, ramping up for their sales season, which they believe will be after uh, the vaccines have been uh, administered in that June-July period. We expect Q3 and Q4 and even going into Q1 of 22, uh, those next three quarters to be very large in terms of sales. So that much capacity is actually being pushed uh, from multiple different uh, places, mostly for us, it's, it's the Far East, into the United States. We come into 15 different ports. All of those challenges have now uh, are on top of uh, the U.S. The challenge that we saw initially 
was the 27 or so ships that ranges between 27 and 31 that we have been watching off the coast of Los Angeles. They parked there uh, awaiting birth uh, to be unloaded. And it's just a, another piece or level of infrastructure we just don't have enough of. There, the, the, the ports are congested. Uh, there's not enough crane longshoremen unload. It's just the volume is so large. We, we, we just have not seen this much volume being pushed into the United States. Now, are some of the issues, I mean, is it something that's definitely related to COVID? Like, you know, there's just, there's not enough workers because of either like distancing, distancing measures or um, people just don't want to work because they're afraid for their health? Or is this something that's kind of been building up from before COVID? Good question. Um, I, I, I think part of that, if you're looking at one segment and say warehousing piece, this much volume going into the warehousing piece uh, is, is more than any freezer that can handle uh, at its highest level. Normally around the holidays with seafood or even lint, we see this very large surge take place. That's, that's our holiday season, if you will. And as it gets pushed through, we see it taking longer to get it through because there's just not a, enough capacity or volume. Well, this year, you're talking about uh, almost in some cases, in some cases, pushing above that amount. So there's more volume than, than even what we've seen in Lint. And so that's a challenge. So capacity is an issue. The second part of that is that we now have seen that unemployment benefits have now been extended. Well, that is certainly right in the realm of the warehouse workers. So in some cases we are hearing from 3PLs and companies that they just can't get enough people in to work at these warehouses because they get paid more on unemployment benefits than they do in employment benefits. So it, I, I think those are, are some of the major issues. For us in particular, USDA, our product gets cleared USDA and we also see that there's not enough inspectors to handle this kind of volume being pushed to the warehouse. So our, our time frame was used to take one to two weeks. Now it's taking upwards to four and five weeks. Well, if you look at that the ship was uh, parked for a couple of weeks offshore waiting to get in, it's taken another two weeks to get it through the warehouse. So you're adding four weeks into your supply chain and or carrying costs that we had not seen before. So all those challenges is now increasing the cost of goods uh, and, and, and being pushed through to the consumer. That's why everybody is so worried about hyperinflation at this time, because all this added cost is, is coming. It's, it's a big wave that's it's already started and it's moving that direction. Now, do you think some of these challenges and issues that um, you're facing are specific to Coast Beacon because of the nuances within the Pangasius market, or are you seeing similar disruptions across all species from other companies within the industry? Yes, uh, another very good question. Um, so we, for our larger customers, we've been trying to plan in advance 
building safety stocks, uh, safety stock programs back in Vietnam. So we're ready when our customers are ramping up or in some cases as they ramp down. That has been helping us as we get through some of uh, these challenges that we face. The other part to that is some of the smaller business entities that are not able to have a safety stock program and they're literally running uh, maybe one to two containers a month. Uh, they're the ones that are getting stuck in the supply chain and, and running out of product as they're having a very difficult time planning with their individual customers. So we're seeing that take place as well. Now, um, saying on the Coast Beacon and uh, for like your workers, I mean, we've seen across the seafood industry that, I mean, people have had to make changes because of COVID um, and you know, separate workers and, uh, you know, even, you know, lay off some people. Um, can you talk a little bit about any challenges that you faced from that end? So Coast Beacon, I mean, similar to many companies, across many industries have been negatively impacted by COVID from the beginning. We tried our best initially, and we succeeded in keeping everyone together. Um, I mean, fortunately, we, we, our financial were very strong, and our customer base is uh, solid as well. Uh, our staff, as well as our management, all pitched in. So in the end, we, we, we emerged out, we weathered through the storm quite uh, in a better shape than many companies uh, in this uh, food service sector industry. But overall, you know, when I talk about one aspect we, uh, that, that affects us the most regarding labor specifically, as we go into our peak season, um, which started around August and September, at the time we, we needed extra hands basically to do our logistical import uh, documentation. And we, did not have any problem uh, finding qualified candidates because at the time, if you remember, the unemployment rate was really high. I mean, as high as 14.5% back in April last year. Uh, it was it was unprecedented high. Now, we didn't have a problem finding qualified candidates back then, but as we move toward the end of our peak season uh, and we still uh, need extra uh, work, um, extra uh, pair of hands. We found it difficult to find qualified candidates. Uh, and that's just in a span of five to six months. Uh, the unemployment rate dropped to 6% as we speak right now. Um, so that's one aspect that has, um, that we find pretty interesting the, that, that it turned on its head, uh, 180 degree in a span of just five to six months. Have you ever faced anything like that previously? No, not not this not this uh, dramatic. Okay. I mean, before we did not have any problem for the most part finding good candidates, but uh, this this COVID pandemic really amplified, really magnified things in both ends. Really put things push things into the extremes in both ends. So with that, um, the past year obviously has taught us all some very interesting lessons and 
this might be a little bit hard because I know everybody right now is just trying to keep their heads above water and focus on the next obstacle in front of them. But have you guys been able to look back at what lessons Coast Beacon has learned through all of this? And how are you now prepared against future disruptions? Or have you seen it all at this point and you're ready for whatever comes <laughs> your way? We plan on contingencies well in advance. Uh, we, we've been told that as well as, uh, for many of our customers. Maybe we plan too much. Uh, and, and maybe part of that's my fault. I, I like to have options in our supply chain. Uh, so we have flexibility. I think that is going to be key coming out of this as we have, uh, say, many steamship carriers. We have many uh, eye houses that we work with, many draymen. Uh, I think we have to be flexible as, as conditions change uh, coming out of this. We have to be well suited, well prepared with those relationships built in advance to know that we can diversify uh, exactly when we need to. And I think that's going to be a plus for any organization right now uh, because we just don't know. Uh, we don't know what lies in front of us, uh, how many vaccines, uh, you know, that are going to be administered. And even through all the vaccines, we're, we're going to have uh, some at some point merging the young adults with the mid-range adults, the senior adults. And how is that going to play out as we merge them together as a society? Um, you know, people are already talking that there will be another wave of, of the variants that takes place. Uh, again, there's still unknowns in front of us, but I think if we build a more flexible supply chain that we're able to maneuver through this storm, uh, I think that's going to be key coming out. Very smart. And I cover the Pangasius market here at Ernaberry, and it's no surprise that you guys are extremely flexible. And I mean, just the roller coaster that the market has been through over the past few years is is insane. So. It's just another thing to, to hit you that you've planned for and overcome. So, I mean, kudos to you guys, because it's, it's just crazy. <laughs> the one thing that we had seen is that cost across the logistical supply chain, starting with the ocean carriers, have gone up drastically. Oh, it's, yeah, it's nutty. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I heard last uh, year, uh, you know, containers uh, shipping for $13,000 from the Far East. Um, you know, and, and that was because of uh, also bad planning uh, mm -hmm. that, that they weren't able to, you know, overcome that. Um, and that's something that we work very hard here at Coast Beacon uh, to plan in advance for, for those types of uh, anomalies that'll take place. Um, certainly, we're not perfect. Uh, but as long as we build uh, layers of contingencies, hopefully we don't get to the extreme. Yeah. I was going to well, say, everything's been kind of like a perfect storm. So it's, you know, it's, it's how, yeah, how do you prepare for this stuff? And I'm, I'm sure after everything that happened now with COVID, I mean, what's, what could possibly be, <laughs> what could possibly happen next? You know, like, is that something that's always in the back of your mind now? Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's even though, I mean, through every crisis, we have emerged out stronger, but we never know what to hit us next. I mean, I remember in 07, 08, when the financial crisis hit us, and we've come through that, and we thought that we've seen everything. 
No, we did not. We would not be there at all when COVID hit us. So yeah, like we said, I mean, we can we can plan, we can build contingency, we can build redundancy, we can do the best, we can hope for the best, uh, but we never know uh, what happens next, what can hit us next. Definitely. Well, it's it seems like you have a, a great team helping you, you know, keep everything organized and, and stay as head of this as, as possible. Um, so it's great to, to see what what else comes from Cospeak in the future. Well, so. we look forward to it <laughs> whenever it may be. <laughs> well, that about does it for us. Thanks again to Cospeak and President Sang Fan and VP of Sales and Operations, Richard Benavides, for joining us on the Seafood News podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us.